Welcome to this week's topic of the effects of cyber fraud during COVID and has there been an increase in reports due to living in a more vulnerable time during this pandemic? The real aim of this particular episode is to raise awareness concerning the increase of devastating fraud targeting more and more people during this pandemic. I will be focusing on the online sector of fraud, including individuals and businesses, also personal experiences of being scammed into handing over personal information due to falling victim to misleading fraudulent texts, emails and online scams that present themselves as legit. This global pandemic has opened up a wide range of new scamming tactics that can now reach anybody who is using technology or has access to the internet. This has been brought to the attention of many online companies and organisations such as the NHS, the government, Ofcom, local GPs and fraudsters posing as businesses who can provide mass amounts of COVID safe equipment, such as face masks. For example, according to the Action Fraud Police's coronavirus information, it states that a coronavirus scam cost victims over £800,000 in one month. In more detail, the extent of this scam was 10 reports sent in that included the attempted purchase of protective masks from the fraudulent seller, which affected one victim, causing them to lose 15k in the process, as they were never delivered. The question that most people will be asking is how bad is the issue and how badly will it affect people? Is there any way of reducing the effect and what are the solutions? The Federal Trade Commission has seen a spike in reported scams over the past year, from phishing to misinformation online. Their statistics showed that from January to September 2020, there were 211,000 reports overall. However, the biggest spike was in April 2020, where the Federal Trade Commission um, found 1,479 on one single day. It is promising that people are reporting this issue on about online scams, but is it really possible to prevent them from affecting people who are more vulnerable to these online scams? People who may not understand how they work. So in addition to this background information, I also found that the Charity Commission also came to the same conclusion that the coronavirus increased the risk of cyber fraud um, due to the increased use of technology for pandemic uses. Richard Hall, Senior Associate in the Data Protection and Cybersecurity team at the law firm DWF, stated that underreporting was a source of great concern over the past year. With the victim blame culture that exists with these offences, as well as the general public's perception that there is limited action that is relevant, that the relevant authorities can or will take against the offending criminals, it is perhaps not surprising to see low numbers of reports being made, he said. I found this a really interesting statement due to the inclusion of blame culture of victims that does still occur among many crimes across the board and how this is also a negative component preventing more safety and protection for the public. So focusing on just cybercrime, as of the 24th of April 2020, Action Fraud, which is the National Cyber Crime and Fraud Reporting Centre for England and Wales, has received reports from 1,072 victims. 
The value of losses from personal individuals and businesses is 2.3 million, made up of 4,241 individual reports. So linking back to this blame culture, it is really important to remember that this is not your fault, even if you are a victim at work or on your own time. Some organisations have a zero tolerance policy for employees clicking on a link in an email. However, it might be a good idea to relax this policy while staff are working from home. Employees may be discouraged from calling IT if they think they'll be disciplined. It will also help you understand how often this happens. Develop a plan with a key stakeholder and explore different what-if scenarios. Remember that if you do suffer a data breach, you are a victim of a crime. There should be no shame in admitting that your organisation is being targeted by an organisation criminal group during this time of crisis. In a related development, the Cyber National Security Centre has told the BBC it is talking, it is tackling about 30 significant attacks a month against the country's pandemic response infrastructure. These involve attempts to breach the NHS, vaccine producers and vaccine supply chains among other organisations. There unfortunately have been a number of successful ransomware incidents against businesses. I can think of roughly around 10. NCSC Operations Director Paul Churchester said. The dedicated card and payment crime unit, which tackles criminal gangs responsible for financial fraud and scams, worked with social media platforms to take down over seven hundred accounts linked to fraudulent activity in 2020, of which over 250 were money mule recruiters. But this may be the tip of the iceberg. The National Crime Agency estimates that one in five fraud cases are typically reported to the police and the volunteer-run cyber helpline told the BBC only a quarter of those who had contacted it after cyber after a cyber attack said that they had also reported the incident to the police okay so now we're going to move into a section of awareness that can be best described by the people that actually experience and try and prevent scamming in general and especially during COVID. I spoke to Craig from Against Scammers, who runs an organisation which is educational and informative, trying to keep the public safe from fraud. Scammers love an opportunity and COVID has certainly given this to them. Um, they like to target the vulnerable, uh, typically, and people who are preoccupied with uh, other things, uh, normally worries. Um, with COVID at the front of everyone's mind, um, it's so easy to let your guard down and uh, scammers are aware of this and they know how to capitalise. Um, throughout COVID, they've had more of a captive audience as people have stayed at home, so they know when they try to run their telephone scams, um, the chances of catching somebody at the other end of the phone are highly increased, um, something that wasn't the case when people were out working during the day. Um, they only need a small percentage of these people to actually fall for the scam for it to be extremely lucrative, uh, earning the scammer uh, numbers that most people can earn in a year within a matter of minutes. Um, Craig talks about the vulnerability that people are facing during this pandemic. 
and how this leaves them open to cyber fraud. I can see that there is a fluctuating increase in COVID fraud that is shown to increase higher through lockdown periods where people are forced to stay at home and are more likely to use their technology more often. For example, a graph provided by the BBC showed the first major increase from March 2020 at 300 reports, which then increased to 750 by April and then stayed above the 500 mark till July, then continued a negative correlation when restrictions were being loosened and tier systems were being put in place until October. However, these COVID-related reports then began to rise again from December 2020 to January 2021, when the lockdown started again. I would argue that scammers who were targeting the general public took the opportunity to target people across the country while people were at their most vulnerable and easiest to con. Statistics can always show a story and where COVID is concerned, there are, many, there are always so many external factors that add to the issue that aren't always preventable. I mean, as a rule of thumb, anyone who phones up out of the blue and requests remote access to your computer, that should be seen as a red flag and um, you should definitely not give them access. Um, a month or so ago, I had a work colleague actually phone me up who'd actually let one of these people onto her machine. Um, fortunately for her, she quickly realised this was the case and was able to terminate the connection, um, which um, most people are unable to do because the scammer will block them from doing that. Um, she actually did admit to feeling sick afterwards that she'd fallen for the scam, which which is common. Most people do feel silly afterwards, but um, in in the spur of the moment, um, it's not as easy to let them off and not do it. We are developing some software ourselves, which will hopefully combat uh, this type of scam by detecting the um, scam-like behaviour and, and happened. Uh, it's not just phone scams that have increased, um, social scams have also increased during COVID. Um, words with friends and Instagram are the two that I've seen um, increase greatly. Um, scammers know that people are having to find better ways to entertain themselves. They can't go out to the pub now, so turning to games and social apps seems to be um, the thing to do. Um, these are typically romance scams, but occasionally they're finance scams as well. Um, through my own accounts i've had a steady flow of these scammers but when i use my burner accounts which is a fictitious 70 year old woman we actually got 27 scammers in one day or wanting to play against us uh, highlighting the fact that against the old vulnerable people that these scammers target okay so linking back to some secondary research i read up on I found Computers and Security Report on Science Direct. Specifically, this report is named Cybersecurity in the Age of COVID-19, a timeline and analysis of cybercrime and cyber attacks during the pandemic, which I thought was really interesting to look at um, following the first half of my question about investigating the increase of scams. In relation to my investigation covering both quantitative and 
um, qualitative side, including the statistics and graphs showing what type of increase in cyber scams have risen, and also the qualitative side, um, which includes the primary research concerning the effects that this increase has actually had among society and the general public, and also businesses. This report touches base on parts of my investigation, consolidating parts I have already mentioned, but also showing more insight into different parts of the problem. For example, the report mentions a rise of unique scams that the pandemic has created, which has affected both sides of society and business. It also states that due to the increase of anxiety caused by the pandemic, there is a heightened likelihood of cyber fraud um, being corresponding factors both linked to one another. The effects relate to the correlation between anxiety of the people and the opportunity for scammers combined to make the scamming a whole lot easier as people are less aware, focus more on their own fears of the pandemic. The journal also highlights the previous point I made about the opportunity and how working from home and not having the protection and security you would have at work has really been a working force for cyber fraud scammers. This report also reveals how on the 8th of April 2020, the United Kingdom's National Cyber Security Centre and the United States Department of Homeland Security published a joint advisory on how cyber criminal and advanced persistent threat groups were exploiting the current COVID-19 pandemic, which to me really expresses the severity of the issue and how it's not just in the UK but across the world affecting millions of people. The report continued to state how cybersecurity related to problems faced in the UK that was quite exceptional and in response to the NCSC reportedly took down 471 fake online shops and how HMRC took down 292 fake websites. However, the distribution across the globe showed the percentage of cyber attacks during the pandemic and the UK held 14%. When considering the population, it is very worrying in comparison to much larger countries such as China only holding 25%. I have also used a lot of secondary information from Action Fraud Police to build my case of the increase of scams during COVID lockdowns and the effects of this for the general public and businesses, which currently states how how coronavirus-related fraud increased by 400% in March 2020. I think it is so important to look back to the last year because it's when the first issues started to come into play. And from there, the secondary data that has been showed um, um, to really fluctuate of online scams across the board depending on the current state of the country and the situation. I think it's also really important to hear from the people who deal with their, with these problems and their opinion of how it has changed during the pandemic. For example, the Superintendent Sanjay Anderson, Head of National Fraud Intelligence said, the majority of scams we are seeing relate to the online sale of productive, um, protective items and items that are in short supply across the country. 
When you are shopping online, it is so important to look at the reviews from the site that you are buying from. Moreover, um, there is also Graham Bigger, um, director of Director General of the National Economic Crime Centre, who said that these frauds are trying to lure you in with offers that are too good to be true, such as high return investment or healthcare opportunities. And the advice is simple. Think very carefully before handing over your money and don't give out your personal details unless you are sure who you are dealing with. Therefore, as we can tell from these statements, um, we hope to see a change coming out of the other end of this year during the pandemic. Hoping that more awareness is being provided by both organisations and businesses themselves um, and the government and sites such as Citizens Advise in order to tackle this increase and try and get the statistics and figures back down and under control. However, this will only be the case if the statistics are of value and truth. The reports being sent, the reports being sent in are the most important part of keeping track of this issue, which is why it is so important to report any incident to people like Craig on social media who we heard from earlier or the police so one so one by one these fraudsters can be taken down. I wanted to move on to a really important part of this podcast and investigation. Um, so this is moving on to the actual effects that increase of cyber fraud has had on the general public and the businesses. Um, the true experiences of people in the general public who have had to endure these awful crimes. And I first spoke to Sharon Wills, who provided her personal statement about her experience with cyber fraud during COVID. And this is what she had to say. Good morning, my name is Sharon Wills and I reside in Devon. I was recently a victim of cyber fraud in January of 2021, which was during the most recent lockdown. I was in a very vulnerable state at the time. Going into another lockdown was really difficult on my business and my home life. Feeling trapped and a heavy boredom had set in and this was when I fell victim to an online scam. During this lockdown, I was using my phone more often, checking emails, doing more online shopping and using social media. I do know some information about online scams as I usually get sent hundreds of scam emails which do not in the slightest look legit. However, this time it felt as though I was really a fool for falling for this scam. I felt almost ashamed at one point that I had not seen the red flags. This scam was not like the others, it did seem real and I couldn't see any indication that the next text message from my mobile phone provider wasn't real. I received a message from Vodafone telling me that I have exceeded my bill and I owed money. I didn't open the link that I assumed, but I assumed it would take me to the official Vodafone website because I was confused and trying to think why I owed this money. After I couldn't log into my account, I ended up clicking on the link and entering some of my details to pay the owed money. 
They ended up taking over £900 in total over a number of weeks before I noticed the money was gone from my bank. I think it's really important, especially for people in my age range of 50 and above, to be more educated with online scamming and to be aware of this issue, especially during COVID, because it is when people are at their, at their utmost vulnerable stage in their lives and it's e and are easier targets. I think there needs to be more awareness and solutions to prevent and tackle cyber scamming because it really can devastate people's lives and not only affect them financially but also mentally. I feel as though everyone has had such a, such a tough time over the past year dealing with mental health and problems such as cyber scamming and can really affect really affect your mental health, further making people feel ashamed and just silly regarding, regarding falling for these crimes. Thank you. Okay, so just listening to that personal experience of someone who's actually been through cyber fraud, um, I think you can also look into that blame culture again um, and the way that she's feeling, um, she felt like a fool, she felt silly, ashamed, and these are none of the feelings that someone should be feeling, um, after getting scammed, because it's not your fault, it happens to so many people, and nowadays, they do seem, they do seem so real, and things like your phone provider, um, you wouldn't expect someone to text you not being them because that's how they do get in touch with you um your phone providers do text you when you owe money and um if they have any information that they need to give to you um so this type of story probably is very common and it's just basically down to that unawareness of the problem especially during covid Okay, so we also have another story from a lady named Donna. Um, she wanted to briefly talk about her experience because it was directly linked to COVID concerning the vaccination text messages that have been sent out. Um, obviously, we know that this one is a quite a common one at the minute, obviously, because the healthcare system is currently going through the vaccination system. Um, it can be very confusing for a lot of people um because of the letter system that the nhs are carrying out and that you have gps local surgeries sending out text messages phone calls so it can be getting really really confusing um which one to believe is it the nhs is it local surgery or is it as is it a scammer basically so this is what donna had to say about her experience Hello, my name is Donna. I was a victim of cyber fraud during COVID. I live in Cornwall in a lovely quiet area, but it doesn't stop these online fraud scams. I was scammed in March this year when all the vaccinations were taking place. 
obviously I was really excited to be offered my vaccination at this time because it felt like a stepping stone to becoming more free of this virus and pandemic. But living on my own, I didn't really have anyone to double check the legitimacy of the email and texts I'd been receiving. I'm not at all familiar with using much social media or technology in general, but over the lockdown, I had started to use my phone more often to keep myself occupied in a time where the weather wasn't very nice and I was spending quite a lot of time in the house looking for things to do. As I said before I received both emails and texts stating that I was eligible for my vaccine and to click the link to book my appointment. Because of all the confusion that has been shown on the news, the stories about people pretending to be the NHS with vaccine appointments It made me a bit apprehensive, but I generally thought it was a real appointment from the NHS because they were using text messages from GPs. But I think the NHS were using a postal system. This turned out not to be the case, as my information ended up getting stolen and I was so naive to think that didn't seem right and it ended up with me feeling scammed and frustrated. I ended up reporting this crime to citizens advice and the police so this would be less likely to happen to another person in this vulnerable time. After my experience of being scammed I can really say that it's such a crushing feeling and with the added pressure of no work and not even being able to even have the vaccine it can honestly put someone in such a bad place. You asked whether I think there should be more solutions and awareness during this time. And I would definitely say yes, because not all people scour the web 24-7. It needs to be televised, maybe put on the radio to warn people about all the scammers and what people can do to avoid this happening to them and what to look out for, those red flags. So that was Donna's story, um, basically just outlining how this type of new and unique fraud that we've spoken about previously can really, really affect someone, especially during the pandemic and during COVID, not being able to go to work um, or even just people working from home, as we've spoken about before, that can have a real, um, that can be a real issue um, with the protection that's given whilst working at home. But in Donna's case, um, just trying to find things to do, that sort of um, uplifting hope that she's able to have a vaccination um, after so long, um, but then finding out that she's actually just been scammed um, and she's not even able to have the vaccine, um, which just puts people back in that box, that dark place. So to round off this podcast today, Um, I think it's just really important to look back on everything that's been focused on and investigated, um, not just by me, but obviously by the other organisations and everybody else who's taken an interest into this topic. Um, So my main aim for this podcast was to raise awareness of the problems and to make people see how big this issue has actually become 
from when it first really started, um, which would have been um, January to March 2020, which was last year. Um, so obviously, first off, looking at that secondary data, um, it's just so important to look at that specific increase and where it, where the spikes are, where the increases are, which are mainly during the lockdowns where people are, are at their lowest. And I just think it's important to know that people will um, try and take advantage of those places that people are in and they will look to really try and take advantage of people on social media, people spending more time on their phones, people of an older age, um, um, people who are looking to have their vaccinations because that's something that's on the news constantly, people want to know about it. Um, they aren't getting information off the NHS or their GPs. So this is the information that they're really looking for. And it's also really important just to listen to these people's personal experiences because I think you can just hear how it's made them feel and what sort of place it has put them in. Um, the effects, the real effects that it's had. Um, but it's also really important to listen about how they have reported it and that can make a difference. Everyone making the small differences will lead to shutting more websites down, um, shutting more organisation, bigger ones, even individual ones who are just working on their own, shutting them down and making sure that they can't pop up again. It was really interesting looking at this particular topic and investigating it um, because it's such a current topic at the minute um, I hope this has raised some people's awarenesses um, to online cyber fraud and how to be wary and careful. And I hope people do listen and really take it, really take it in and try and be more careful in the future. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.